100% of people with uteruses are going to experience menopause. So what does that mean for menopause in the workplace? Considering that most women are hitting the pinnacle of their career just as they are coming on to the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause, this can be a real disaster in the workplace. It can be a disaster for employers and employees, and it can be a disaster for the person going through the symptoms. Most often women don't even realize that they're in perimenopause or that they've hit menopause. So the confusion and fear and anxiety can actually accelerate that experience. It can intensify those symptoms and it can cause a real issue in the work environment. So how can employers help support those people going through menopause and create a more positive work experience? Today, I'm joined by Sharon MacArthur. She is Miss Menopause, and she is a menopause educator that goes around to companies in the UK and helps them understand the very simple, basic ways that they can support menopause in the workplace in order to create a more productive and positive environment for everybody there. So please have a listen to Sharon MacArthur. Sharon, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I am speaking to Sharon MacArthur, who is a menopause educator. And Sharon, I'm talking to you way over the pond, as they say. Yeah, Sharon is located in the UK. Hi, Sharon. Hi, it's fabulous to see you. So thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited to speak to you today. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I mean, I know that we're in different continents, but we're going through the same struggles. Um, I'm sure I can say this about any woman on any continent on the planet. However, you know, Sharon, uh, I read a lot online. I get my Google alerts. Um, I work for myself, but I'm very curious about menopause and perimenopause and all aspects of it. But particularly um, the topic we're going to talk about today is menopause in the workplace, because that's where you are an expert, Miss Menopause. Well, it's an important topic. Um, You know, I can't cite what's going on in the UK other than it feels like you guys are way ahead of us when it comes to discussions on a political level, on a government level, um, in a corporate level. Uh, There is discussion about supporting menopause in the workplace. Um, I recently heard the mayor of London, I believe, talked about a new initiative to help support. We're not seeing any of that in Canada. Or the U.S. that I can see. And it could be wrong, but I don't think so. I troll the Internet every day. Um, And the reason it is a big issue is because for me and for the women I know, you know, as we get into that sweet spot of our career where we combine our wisdom and experience with our age, we are now in the C-suite. We are now in a... A senior level job we're working for ourselves we're, we're in the place we strive so hard to be and then whammo menopause hits and it can really really throw us off our game because as you know there's so many symptoms around menopause that can really complicate a high profile position or a senior position or being a team leader running your own business like me i like i don't know if i have menopause or my brain is just scrambled eggs but I can't keep track of it all. Yeah, well, all of the things you said, Jackie, I mean, and you know what, I think we've got a PR problem with this term menopause, 
because pause indicates something's almost coming back, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think we rebrand. I think these are called menno stop. Menno stop. Once, once your fertility's ended, it's not coming back. Do you I know. know. What? It's so fake I, well, news. Fake well, news, menopause. It is fake news. It is fake news. <laughs> but, you know, menopause, you know, like you say, approximately 50% of the world's population will encounter menopause, uh, whether they like it or not. So it's not something that you have a choice about. You know, you can't choose whether you'll go through menopause. So, you know, if you won a few million on the lottery and thought, you know what, I'd like to opt out of that menopause thing. <laughs> you know, you can't. So I always say, you know, coming to a body near you, whether you <laughs> like it or not. And that that is the truth of it. And I think this, you know, I know, and I agree, I would say the UK looks like we're, we're doing a lot more than other countries. But, you know, the, the sad truth of it is I estimate that in the UK still less than 10% of companies are really doing anything much about edging, you know, educating on menopause. Um, and most women right now, I, I talk a lot, Jackie, about a void of ignorance because most of us have never been told what on earth menopause is and what to expect when it's mm-hmm. happening to you. So the saddest things that women say to me on a daily basis is, first of all, I felt so alone. Now, that to me is utterly outrageous because I've now christened it the 100% club. 100%. Well, 100% of reproducing females, whether they kind of like it or not, yeah. are going to go through this life event known as menopause. So what I'm saying is you're, in effect, in the least exclusive club on the planet, are you not? Yeah. So it makes me incredibly sad that women feel isolated and alone. Um, and then again, the, the, the next thing women say is they believe they have early onset dementia. I know you just said, you know, scrambled brain. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, you know, that's really, really sad, isn't it? That women believe that something terrible is happening to their ability to think straight. Yeah. And that's because of the power of those fluctuating and then declining hormones. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you know, they are the hormones that make us the women, the reproducing women that we are. And menopause ultimately is the decline which ultimately ends your fertility. So they're powerful, powerful things. So is it any wonder, you know, that we're experiencing a range of symptoms that affect us mentally and physically at the same time? Yeah. And, you know, that's a really good point. So we've got this perfect storm working against us. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, if we could look at this as glass half full, it also gets us out of like the monthly period. I call it the right to wear white, even oh, sure. past Labor Day here in North America. Yeah. But, you know, th- there is this challenge, this hurdle. It's like the Iron Man you have to go through to get there. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's it's terrifying for a lot of women, as you say. Um, mm-hmm. I find the perimenopausal years are even more confusing. Like if we think women don't understand menopause, like ask them about perimenopause. We still have OB-GYNs here who say it, it's a myth, it doesn't exist. Okay, well that's scary. <laughs> that's very scary because the, me- like, f- you know, the upside of the perimenopausal years are those are the, that's a slower transition to ease us in. And those years happen, you know, after any time, sort of after 37-ish. So, again, that's also the prime of your career for a lot of people. But the scarier part is think about women who go into post-surgical, post-treatment menopause after, say, cancer treatment or a hysterectomy. And they're younger. So they they aren't – menopause isn't even on the radar is coming up for them. So whammo, they're in menopause. They don't even know it. 
and yeah. they haven't read about it. Their peers are likely not even registering menopause in their life cycle yet. So they have no one to talk to and they really like they're recovering and then they get these symptoms and it's really frightening because those symptoms scare them. It makes them think something's wrong and they've just been through such a traumatic event. So, you know, and they might return to work and be dealing with this. And so now you've got stress on top of misinformation, lack of communication and confusion, frustration, all the shun words. <laughs> well, you can see, Jackie, why I'd wish to come back as an indoor cat, because who'd want to come back <laughs> as a menopausal woman, let's be honest. You know, all of these things you've got to deal with. You know, many women take time off, don't they? Quite rightly so, to have their families. And that puts a dint in your career. And then they're coming back, thinking the final place they've got to get to is retirement. And many of them aren't, aren't getting that far because they wake up one day think they've got early onset Alzheimer's, think something terrible is happening, you know, and who doesn't know, maybe a friend, a family member, a colleague who's saying things to you like, I've lost my confidence. I just can't do that anymore. And not, not associating what's happening to them with this life event, which I call it, is menopause. And that's because nobody's told us this stuff. So when I, when I think about growing up, about what did I learn about menopause? Well, intellectually, I'd heard of the word. Um, and I knew it was something to do with the end of your fertility, whatever that meant, really. I didn't really know. Um, and then I'd heard of these things called hot flushes, which, again, sound like nothing. But nobody tells you you can't escape your own body when it's happening to you. So there would have been times that I was so hot that I would have readily ripped my top open and maybe tried to put my boobs against a cold window, which, let's be honest, in the workplace would not be appropriate, would it? Do you know what I mean? Um, and then probably the only other things that I used to hear from my grandmother, she used to be describing quite often that all of her friends were going through something called the change Mm -hmm. And I genuinely didn't know what she was referring to. I was quite scared that I might meet them on a dark night because nobody told me what my grandmother's friends were changing into, but apparently was happening to them all, all over the place. So the point that I want to make is, in most instances, quite rightly, as I say, Jackie, most women have no idea that what's happening to their minds and bodies is menopause-related. And the thing is, with menopause, it doesn't follow a linear process. So when you talk about the perimenopause, this is a time in a woman's life where it eventually they will notice a change in their periods eventually at some point. But usually months and often years before, women will encounter symptoms of menopause long before they notice a change in their period. So it doesn't have a routine. So you could be thinking, oh my goodness, what's happening to me? And not thinking at any way, shape or form, even if you did know a little bit about menopause, that it could be menopause related. Yeah. So that's what makes it incredibly difficult. And, you know, you've, you've already said, you know, from a medical, from a chemical point of view, I met a woman, you know, I've met thousands of women. Now. I've been doing this work for nearly five years now. And I've got tons of stories. I met this woman about three, nearly four years ago now, and she was going in for a full hysterectomy. And I thought she was really, really smart. She asked um, for all the literature so she could read and understand what the procedure was all going to be about. She said, Sharon, I came across, she said, it wasn't even a paragraph, it was like a sentence. And it just kind of said menopause. So she ended up going back to our medical team and ended up speaking to a surgeon who happened to be a heat, could have been anyone. And she said, menopause, his response was this. He went, oh, yes. He went, don't worry, that's a couple of hot flushes for you and you'll be done. This oh, wow. In, well, in her own words, Jackie, she, she said, Sharon, I woke up and I thought I was dying. Mm -hmm. That's how overwhelmed with symptoms she was. 
In the work that I do in the workplace, I often say right now in the UK, despite the fact we might look like we're leading lots of other countries, many, many people will know more about menopause after my session than some of the doctors that they're going to meet out there. And that's what's ultimately yes. terrifying. Sharon, you have to tell me about this because this is something that is needed in every workplace, in every continent, because, yeah. you know, that's how I came across you on Twitter. Yeah. I, I follow you on Twitter and I, I love what you have to say about this, but I really felt like seeing your tweets made me really realize that we don't have this kind of support and we need it. And it is grossly unfair that, you know, in a work environment, a woman comes into work pregnant and, yeah. you know, when she has baby brain, it's really cute and funny. Mm -hmm. uh, when she has multiple appointments for her pregnancy, it's fine. Yeah. You know, she can forget something or screw something up on a job and it's okay. It's, it's cute. She's pregnant. It's yeah. reproductive related, but yet it's cute. But yet as a woman, I'm not going to say that because it's menopause, people aren't willing to overlook it. I think people don't overlook it when women are in menopause because they don't know what menopause is no, or no. that it is. They just think you have lost it, which kind of relates to the whole ageism and redundancy yeah. thing. It, of course, it looks like we are ready for an ice flow to go out into the ocean because we are forgetting things and yeah. we are going a little bit crazy at work or at home. You know, we're bringing our home stress, our, like menopause causes a lot of stress in the work and home environment. So you bring that stress to work. And now you've got a woman who is under a lot of stress, dealing with symptoms. She doesn't understand them. She can't talk about them. She's not understood or seen by her coworkers or upper management. Yeah. And you're kind of screwed. Well, my mission, Jackie, is to make menopause in the workplace business as usual for everyone. So we've got to get away from this idea Exactly what you said earlier, that menopause only happens to women of a certain age. So technically, women, any woman could go through menopause at any age. It's most likely it's going to be roughly around their 40s onwards for most, for the majority. But in fact, it could happen to anybody. So we've got to get away like from this idea that it's only women who need to know this stuff. Because I have to say that women are insidious, aren't we? We're everywhere. So <laughs> we're, we're colleagues, we're friends, we're family members. You might even live in very close proximity, you know, wife, partners, girlfriends. So some of the most profound feedback I've had over the years has been from men um, who've told me without question, look, Sharon, I didn't, I didn't elect to come on this learning. I was sent as a manager, as a leader in my business. But you know what? It's probably been the best thing that I've ever done because I certainly didn't appreciate I didn't know about this subject. No one had told me. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have sought, you know, I wouldn't have searched it out for myself. And so mm. they're telling me, when men tell me, Sharon, learning about this stuff potentially is going to help to save my marriage, that's when you yes. know you are an employer of choice. Because this isn't this isn't a, something nice to have. This is a business issue. Because what's happening is your talented individuals are waking up one day, roughly in their 40s onwards, believing they have things like early onset Alzheimer's. And usually for those individuals who've been in their positions for 12 months or more, because usually after 12 months, you pass the probationary period, you're into a flow and a stride of work, and you understand your capabilities and what, you, you know, what you're good at. And so these women usually, within less than six months, are waking up one day, and I'm going to be very technical here and say, you know, they're waking up feeling a bit meh. They're feeling anxious. You know, they're not sleeping very well. They put their keys in the kettle. 
you know, they're going upstairs and they don't know why they've gone there. These yes. are common symptoms of menopause. And usually within less than six months, they're saying things to their colleagues, their friends, their family members. I've lost my confidence. I can't do that anymore. Within less than six months, they've put two and two together and they've come up with 46 and they are leaving the workplace. Yeah. So really because of utter ignorance, Jackie, because nobody's told us these things are menopause related. So it's, a, it's an absolute business issue. And I would say this is a trend, not just in the UK, but across, you know, um, a lot of the English speaking world, um, if not further afield than that. We know we have an aging workforce, especially here in the UK. That's all of the, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the news that we get. And the fastest growing demographic in the UK is women aged 50 plus. So we are being told, and maybe it's a Brexit thing, whatever that is, but we have less less humans now than jobs. So there are more jobs in the UK than humans to do the work. So who can ill afford to lose somebody with maybe 20, 30 years of experience who is going to walk out of the door because of ignorance? You're never going to replace that expertise like for life. And this isn't just happening in the UK. This is happening across the piece where all of that talent, all that knowledge, all that expertise is drifting away because of ignorance, because women are waking up thinking, I've got early onset Alzheimer's, or, you know, you hear women say, I've lost my confidence, you know, um, or I've got imposter syndrome. That's a big common thing that women believe. And I truly believe, and, I, yes. you know, you mentioned it earlier, Jackie, I wrote an article nearly four years ago now, why we see less women in C-suite positions. I truly believe menopause has a huge part to play in that. Absolutely. There is a stat that I should dig up for you that talks about the high percentage of women who leave the workforce in the C-suite due to menopause symptoms. It's it's an absolute truth. It's not a guess. And it's it's not a correlation that was hard to make. But we weren't talking about this as intensely as we are, like, say, 10 years ago. No, no, not at all. So I say to businesses, look, you know, you may think this is something, you know, women's health and it's a nice to have out. And my, my, my message is, in my opinion, menopause will impact one, well, everybody at some point, whether that's directly, indirectly. So, you know, as we females, it's going to happen to us directly, but indirectly, like I say, you, you know, and younger people, we know, certainly through the pandemic, certainly in the UK, younger people are living longer at home or they've maybe had to return home because they're just couldn't afford to do that so you've got younger people living you know in their in their parental home you know you've got you've got you know you know men you know you've got everybody who gonna is gonna encounter menopause one way or the other so this truly is and the thing is you said earlier about the whole um disclosure of pregnancy for example look how far we've come with the disclosure of pregnancy in the workplace but yet we don't have the equivalent of menopause and a hundred percent of women may not become mothers but they will go through the menopause. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, and then when we add in the mix the whole, you know, mental health and well-being, you know, quite rightly so, which organization hasn't thought more deeply about mental health and well-being in the last couple of years through the pandemic? You know, mm-hmm. every company I know has really, really thought very carefully and done lots of great stuff. But again, what I'm saying is if you put mental health in the ring with menopause, in my opinion, it would be a straight knockout by menopause. <laughs> but that's just because. The reason I say that is, don't you hope and you wish that the smallest percentage of any population would suffer from, let's call it mental ill health? You hope, you wish, don't you? There's the limited amount of people would be would have mental ill health health problems. Menopause is a hundred percent. Yeah, and there is a male menopause too, andropause. Andropause. 
But yeah. I have to say, I'm not being disparaging about what we're calling the male menopause. But let's be honest here. Male fertility does not end en masse. So no. what I would say about the andropause is, you know, andropause is a decline of hormones through to the aging process. But male fertility does not end outright like it does for women. So technically, if a man is in full working order, he could father a child the day he, you know, he drops off this mortal coil. That is mm-hmm. not equivalent for women. You so can just, also go to his doctor and say, I think I have male menopause. And they'll say, here's a shot of testosterone. Back to the frat house with you. Yeah. We can't get a straight answer, much less any treatment. So, yeah, sure. yeah. so let's so, put it, andropause on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, let's, let's agree that that's a thing. But remember, we're talking about the end of fertility here. Yeah, it is Um, a life change as much as like you said. So my question is, you are reaching companies and helping them to understand and educate. Are you are they seeking you? Are you going to them? Do they know they need this? Or I'm my guess would be Sharon that your work has created awareness around it. But in the beginning, you probably really had to pioneer this concept of going in and saying, you have to talk to me about menopause. Yeah, in the, in the early days, Jackie, nobody wanted to talk to me yeah. about menopause in the workplace. People thought I was perhaps crazy. Um, or I said with my tongue firmly in my cheek, or maybe just maybe I'm a genius, what can I say? <laughs> um, but yeah, the, 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 the wheels turned very slowly initially, and um, I, did, I did a lot of legwork to try and get the word out there that this... And it was really because of my own lived experience. No, you know, I'm not a medical person. I don't pretend or profess to be. But I was an angry menopausal woman because I started to encounter perimenopause. I didn't know that's what it was. And my background is I used to be a senior leader in a FTSE 100 company. You know, I used to be accountable for millions of pounds worth of revenue at any one time. And I thought I was really smart and I thought I was streetwise. And I thought I knew a lot of things about a lot of things. And let me tell you, when somebody dared to say to me, Sharon, do you not think you're menopausal? I have to say, I was outraged. So I was 47, 48. And in my utter ignorance, I believed I was way, way too young to go through menopause. Because if you'd asked me, and I'm, I'm kind of ashamed about this, so I hope everyone's going to forgive me, but if you'd asked <laughs> me to describe a menopausal woman before I knew any of this stuff, I would have probably said, hasn't worked for 20 plus years, and it's probably at least in their 70s. At least. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because whatever that menopause thing was, in my own opinion, it wasn't wasn't going to happen to me because I was healthy, I was vibrant. I how, how utterly incorrect was I? I just did not have a clue. And that's what I guess I was most angry about. How had and why had nobody told me, you know, that my original business could have ended because I was so exhausted. And what I can say about my story is, Jackie, is the menopause nearly killed me because I fell asleep at the wheel of my car when I was driving at speed because I was so exhausted. I couldn't sleep. I could no longer sleep. And I'd always been a fantastic sleeper. I'd always been able to sleep, no problem. But because of the power of those shifting and declining hormones. So, you know, think think about your employees. Think about what sort of business you have. Now, usually in, for example, the healthcare world, the majority of employees will be female, usually. That just tends to be how it is. So let's just imagine, you know, it's a bit of a ticking time bomb. So maybe if your organization has a demographic where its gender balance is 70, 70% female, 
then imagine those individuals at some point in their lifetime will all encounter menopause, whether they like it or not. So what impact might that have on your workforce? Well, potentially they may be turning sick more often. They may turn up for work from a presentation point of view, but not be operating in terms of productively as they ever once were. Because A, they are terrified of saying that they don't feel 100%, but they're worried about being judged. So they're hiding away in corners, hoping that nobody notices them. And at the very, very worst case scenario, what they're doing is they're going, I can't do this anymore. And they're leaving. They're mm-hmm. just walking away. So what I'm saying is, this is, and you mentioned it, this is like a perfect storm. So we've got an aging population. Uh, we've got a skills shortage in lots of areas. And we've got now menopause. So in the UK, um, I'm just going to talk about from a UK perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, what we call a state pension. Now, I, I can hardly believe it, but I'm 54 years of age now. Now, growing up until fairly recently, I was led to believe that I'd be able to get my hands on my pension at age 60. Now, in 2010, the government extended everybody's pensionable age. So it means for somebody of my age, it's gone from 60 to 67. Wow. So we've got almost this perfect soul where women are having to work longer in history than ever before. And that means living and working through menopause en masse, and that's never happened. And I'm guessing that's going to be the same for lots and lots of countries out there. Oh, yeah. So what I'm saying is, you know, you know, nobody ages more well, do they, sadly? You know, that's mm-hmm. the fact of life. So unless you're, you know, an employer who wants to care and support their people, all of your women employed by you at some point are going to encounter menopause. And I'm guessing you want to keep them in your employment for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So you, you want them almost to grow old with you, which would demonstrate you're a good employer because people want to stick around. You're going to really have to wake up and understand that menopause is going to play a part in, in the work they do and the work that maybe you need to do as an employer. You, you know, there's, there's no escape from this because we are working longer in history than ever before. I bet you nobody's really thought about it that way. Mm. Um, so can you give me some idea of how you help to educate employers to support those women? Yeah, well, my, 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 my model is, my business model is incredibly simple and I'm all about simplicity. So, you know, it's not about complicated things. So, um, it's about our own sessions. They're online um, a lot of the time now because of COVID. Um, they occasionally are face-to-face these days. But a lot of the work is, and it's a very inclusive way of educating because I say to, to employers, you can send me a manager, a non-manager, male, female, other to any session and, it, and anyone can come along. So how I do that, I'm really educating in a, in a fun and interactive way and because it could be, without no pun intended, quite a dry subject, you know, if, if you're not careful. So my, um, I'm all about fun and engagement along with serious messages at the same time because I really want organisations and their people to take equal accountability. So what I'm saying is I don't believe this is all on, on, on employers' shoulders. What I'm saying is, it needs to be an equal act of partnership. And I'm really, really clear about that. One of those is a key message of mine. So what I say is, if you're a line manager, um, I believe line managers aren't paid to have all the answers. But I certainly believe that they are paid to listen. And what's really interesting about menopause is every single person will have menopause like themselves. 
So it will be unique to each and every person, whoever you are. So what I say to line managers is, we're not starting from scratch either. So I don't expect to see what I call a leadership eye roll, where managers are going, huh, another thing you want us to do now on top of all this other workload I've got. Because what I'm saying is, we've alluded to it earlier, imagine someone discloses a pregnancy. Imagine what things, simple things, desk, you know, desk assessment, car parking space near the office, time off for appointments, access to fans, drinking water, all of these no-cost, low-cost, reasonable adjustments are in your toolkit. So we're not reinventing the wheel here. Mm-hmm. We're not starting from scratch. So what I'm saying is I hope if, I, if you were my line manager and I was disclosing my menopause to you, we'd have an open, honest, adult conversation. And best practice for me would be between us, we'd say, you might say, hey, Sharon, I can get you a fan. Is that going to work for you? I go, yeah, I think that'll be great. Really, really simple things. But I always say to any non-managers who come along to my sessions is, prepared to be asked this question. And the question would be from yourself, but hey, Sharon, what do you intend to do about that? Because let's be honest, yes, absolutely my line manager and my business has a duty of care, absolutely. But surely in my opinion, the biggest duty of care must sit with me because it's Mm -hmm. my body and my well-being. So what I'm saying is with menopause, it's the gift that truly keeps on giving. So when you're away from the office, whether that's on vacation, whether that means, you know, one time under downtime, menopause will be with you 24 hours a day, seven yes. days a week. So unless you're going to join in, it's never really going to work. So what I'm saying is it needs to be an equal active partnership for this to work really, really well. You know, and from an employer's point of view, educate, educate, educate. That's my key message because mm-hmm. people don't know this stuff. But in terms of any practical things companies might do, well, it's things like putting sanitary products in bathrooms, for example. You know, here in the UK, we talk a lot, which is, it's heartbreaking, but we talk about period poverty. So, because people yeah, can't afford too. to even buy those products. Mm-hmm. So, so, do you know what I mean? By by being an employer that, that provides those things, not only is it might it end period poverty in your workplace, it's going to help all those women from a menopausal point of view. Um, it's things like, you know, are you looking at sickness and absence and are you getting your managers to really understand that when somebody says, I'm, I'm absent because of anxiety, if you get your managers to have more, much more adult conversations, they might then find that the reason for that anxiety is menopause related. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of companies, um, certainly in the UK, will have access to what we'll call occupation ther- occupational therapists. Um, And what that might mean is those occupational therapists are able to support those women through any paid benefits that are part of those companies. Again, have you checked that out? Most companies go, oh, I never even thought of that. So it's more about really, really, really simple things. You know, having having, um, working groups where, like I said earlier, Jackie, the saddest thing women say to me is, I felt I was the only one this was happening to. Mm-hmm. As soon as you let your people know that you are menopause diverse and that it's okay to be menopausal in your environment, in your workplace, then this isn't a situation where you want lots of women coming together and kind of just offloading what's wrong. You want to create a culture where women are going to support each other with what, what's working for them. So what I say about menopausal women is each and every one of us is going to be like a live living experiment. Because sadly, what works for me might never work for you and vice versa. So it becomes a complete and utter trial and error process. 
But if you can get communities together where they're sharing information, so you might say, Sharon, hormone replacement therapy was never on my list. Um, I wanted to go down more of a holistic route. You know, mm-hmm. so you can buy yoga, acupuncture. Um, over here in the UK, you can get magnets for your for your underwear. Now, again. Oh, boy. <laughs> your underwear. Some women, what they think they're wonderful. They think they're amazing. So oh, okay. what I say is, it's, it's your body, your choice. There's no right or wrong here in what you choose to do to manage this. There's just what's right for you. So if you cre- create, you know, a lot of um, businesses will have, you know, LGBTQ plus communities or they'll have communities for people with disabilities or other things. You may create a community access space where your menopausal women and the men who want to learn can get involved and share information. You know, you might have um, a WhatsApp group are really, really simple things that you can enable women to do that. Mm-hmm. So in your recruitment process, do you have, you know, an ED and I, you know, diversity and, you know, equality is a big thing, quite rightly so. You know, if you have used images to promote employees, are the images diverse? You know, have you got women who are in their 40s and 50s representing your organisation? Mm-hmm. So other women who maybe want to join your business say, my goodness, you know, that looks like me. That could yeah. be me in place. So honestly, none of this stuff is rocket science. And I guess the feedback I get most often, Jackie, is, Sharon, how is it just so simple? It's because it just is. It is. And, you know, Sharon, when you talk about um, the images and diversity and inclusion, we have to remember, too, it's not just women that go through menopause. It's mm-hmm. anybody with a uterus. So, you know, you can be talking to the LGBTQ community, you could be talking to anybody. And I love that you say that because that actually puts the onus on both the employer and the employee. Um, One big thing I see online when I Google menopause in the workplace and, you know, accepting and creating narrative around it is um, (laughs) probably some trolls or me just not wanting to hear it. Um, what do you do about when women have their hormone rage in the workplace? Why should I have to put up with that? And I think, well, I remember being pregnant and having some hormone rage and nobody blinked an eye at that. They knew I was pregnant, but I feel like, again, that comes with understanding where that rage comes from and where it's actually not directed, which is you. Yeah, sure. And, and, and you know what? It's, it's more than anything. It's heartbreaking because if you're on the res- if, if it's happening to you, no woman wants to lose their temper. No woman no. wants to feel like they're not in control. And that's the thing with menopause. So this isn't necessarily even month to month or week to week. Because of the power of those fluctuating and declining hormones, if you may not know what your mind and body is going to do next from minute by minute, never mind hour by hour. And that can be really, really terrifying in the workplace. Absolutely mm-hmm. because those women, and that was happening to me, I didn't feel like I was in control of myself. And that was really, really terrifying. And this is why women then believe, oh my goodness, I think I might have early onset dementia. I fundamentally think I've got something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of my key, key messages to everyone out there is, as I said, each and every person, whoever you are, whoever you are, the trans community, LGBT, you know, Q plus community, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Every person will have a menopause like themselves. That is that is the top and bottom of it. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really important that, you know, you're not going to find a magic formula on how to manage your menopause. 
you have to figure that one out for yourself and it will it will ultimately be a trial and error process mm-hmm. um, from an employer's point of view like i say lots of simple simple things that you can do to support your people um like i say education really is the key because yeah. when you're ignorant to a subject you're going to make up what you don't know that's human nature that's what we all do but when you educate everybody there's a lot more empathy um, and the great news is if you do educate everybody, those who are impacted by menopause usually will self-manage. So it negates the need for organisations to think that they have to be like the parent and do everything for everybody. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't make it the employer's responsibility, but there has to be that sensitivity and education. Around it. Because I really think like if you normalize it, you remove the stigma oh around it, and then people feel more comfortable admitting that they're going through a rough time. And back to your earlier point about, you know, the problem for women is, you know, losing your temper. But the problem for women is that when you lose your temper, menopause or not, we are seen as bitchy. We are yeah. seen as out of control. Whereas, you know, we all know if a man loses his temper at work, he's probably got authority or reason to do so. So we're fighting yeah. a double edged sword here yeah totally you know and, and that's why I say the work that I do can be transformative for m- men as much and sometimes more yeah. than anyone because they literally are going oh my goodness I had no idea so you know I've been doing a lot of work in but what, what would be described as very male dominated areas like manufacturing usually is more heavy you know male dominated you know when I've got those individuals coming along and saying you know, I'm in charge of this of this factory or I'm in charge of this community. And I came along, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't have very high expectations, you know, like we're learning about menopause. What, you know, what's good is, is that going to do me? But, you know, lots of organisations realise now that they're going to have to become more diverse in the future. So those male-dominated environments may, may have to become less so over time. Mm-hmm. But when those individuals are realising that it's not just a workplace issue, but learning about this stuff could really help them in the rest of their life yeah. as well. Why yeah. would you not want to learn well, about it? Of course you would. And also younger women coming up the ranks. Yeah. Um, you know, what we don't know can scare us. And I yeah. think that menopause and scares women because it is the end of fertility. And maybe some of them are already having fertility struggles. So they definitely don't want to hear or talk about it or be related yeah. to it. There's so many reasons younger women don't, but, you know, seeing um, an open dialogue and education around it should pave the way for them to have a much more optimal experience in their career and know the support systems are there. But the other thing, Sharon, about the education is like what I love what you're saying is it is on the employer. So if it's me, I think there should be something in place to say to an employee when you recognize this would be a conversation I wouldn't want to have, but this is your job. Um, You know, you notice an employee being all of a sudden irrational and forgetting things. Maybe you have, uh, as part of your benefit plan, someone they can talk to to actually help them understand that maybe they are going through perimenopause because most women don't even know. And that's so like they come into the workplace and they're they're forgetting things or losing their shit or whatever. And they don't even know what's happening. That alone is an education. Yeah, totally. So like I keep saying, it's all about simplicity. It's all about opening the door and letting people know your people know it's a safe place not to kind of go offload and go, these are all my problems and what are you going to do about it? But to say Mm -hmm. it is really happening. It's scaring me possibly as much as it's scaring you as my employer. How can we work together 
to get to all I want to do is get on the other side. And Julie, as an employer, you want to keep good talent. Yep. So it's a, it's a win-win for, for, for both parties. It's all about helping and supporting your good people to remain with you. Because if you choose to think, you know, I had a really interesting conversation. It's about four years ago now. And I was talking to, it was a, a CEO. She happened to be a female CEO. And she said, Sharon, we don't have a problem with menopause in our business. I went, really? She went, no one's ever mentioned it to me. And I said, right, okay. <laughs> That's right where you know you have a problem. I said, I said, okay, okay. I said, well, don't feel bad. Because I estimate that there's, you know, less than 10% of companies even doing anything right now. And it, was, it would have been even less than four years ago now. And she said, well, you know, through all of the systems that we have, no one's ever mentioned it, through sickness, through absence, through whatever. And I said, I'm just going to bet a million, um, a million um, English pounds that it's not there. It's not being, no one's thought of having a way of recording menopause. It's just not being thought of. She's like, mm, we'll see. Now, I'm not usually wrong, Jackie, but guess who was right? It's like, so I'll say if you're an organisation, don't beat yourself up if you haven't thought this through or you've never thought of it because most companies haven't right now either. But what's brilliant about this is you have the opportunity to make a huge difference in your workplace for now and for the future, to future-proof it by educating everybody about this life event where, you know, everybody in one way or another, directly or indirectly, will encounter it. Exactly. So I think it's a brilliant opportunity rather than for people to be worried or scared or anxious. And like I keep saying, from a personal point of view, everyone will have a menopause like themselves. So my message to young women is, I'm telling you lots of stories about the menopause. What they aren't is your story. Your story hasn't been written yet. So... Don't worry about it. And the other thing, again, you know, 20% of women, can you believe it, Jackie, will have little or no symptoms. Yeah. So they do exist. So this isn't all doom and gloom. And then I use myself as an example and say, at the age of now 54, um, although menopause hasn't been easy for me, so remember, it could have killed me. It took me 18 months of trial and error to find what's helping me to manage my menopause. But I have to say now, at the age of now 54, my life feels as good as, if not better than in some instances, than it was before menopause began. So menopause to me is to be managed, not to be endured. And this is the big thing. So most women, when I ask them, what are you doing to manage your menopause? Guess what they say? Nothing. Yeah. Getting on with it. So yeah. what I'm saying is that's the message from the healthcare system. That's the message from society. And like you say, it's not to be endured, but it's it's not curable either. So it's manageable. It's to be managed. That's what I say mm-hmm. all the time. It's to be managed. And the great news is I haven't met a woman yet who in nearly the last five years has said, Sharon, I've tried everything and none of it's worked. Mm-hmm. I have not met that person yet. No. And whilst I'm saying it's not going to be easy for some women out there. It's absolutely not. But do you know what? It's because you're worth it. That's why you need to continue to pursue what works for you. And eventually you will find either a thing or a combination of things that mm-hmm. will work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Sharon, it has been illuminating talking to you. and. I am going to share your information. Um, Brands and companies work with you all across the UK. I'm sure you are the reason that I am reading. The UK is far advanced. (laughs) (laughs) 
And by the end of next year, Sharon, I think you'll have the whole UK sorted out. Well, if only, but that's very kind of you. Thank you so much, Jackie, for the opportunity.